0: Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I am going first with my very good friend, Katie Duckett, as we dive into how to survive the doldrums of the end of winter when you just want spring to be here so badly and then you get a snowstorm like we did this week which was just really really special to wake up to you know you feel like you're right on the cusp of there being green And flowers and it just really dashed a lot of those hopes this past Monday so we know that this tends to be one of our hardest seasons of the year where we are making that final push through the end of winter into spring especially living in the Pacific Northwest so probably more so here than for a lot of places in the country but we just wanted to kind of give our best tips for how we get through it. And I was delighted to hear some of the things that Katie does that I had no idea were even a thing for her. Like specific dates where she changes things up and it's so much fun to hear the things that she does on a whole different level. Like I'm the planning friend that she has these like marker posts in her life of these things that she does that never fail to amaze me and inspire and so I think it's a really fun episode it went much further than I expected it to or she expected it to honestly so we had a ton of fun and we hope that you are really going to enjoy this conversation but first you guys I have a little bit of an announcement so we're heading into March next week can you even believe it And I am finally buckling down, doing something that I've been talking about for a long while, been wanting to do for a long while, but just been held up on and frustrated by. But I'm recruiting my son to come in as my editor and producer, and I am finally getting down and dirty with my YouTube channel. So, Even putting this out here right now is like my commitment to there being content on the YouTube channel in the month of March. I actually took sticky notes to my closet doors this past weekend and I planned out all of March, all of everything. And that's some of the sort of content that you're gonna be able to find there. We're gonna talk about planning things and how I plan things and when I use digital planning and when I use paper planning and we're gonna talk about beauty products and we're gonna talk about feminine stuff and cycles and we're gonna talk about all kinds of life things from wellness to beauty to planning to all the kinds of things that you find here but in a visual format. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. And so, as we prepare for this sort of, I'm not even gonna call it a relaunch, Really what I'm trying to do when I start these videos is just pretend like I've been doing it all along. I don't want to do any big introductions or why I'm coming on YouTube. I just want to kind of get into the flow and make it a habit and start doing it so you can find me over there. If you go to youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa, it will take you straight to my channel. You'll see me plastered all over it. And I would just absolutely love if you would head over there and you would subscribe, I am like less than 200 people away from hitting a thousand followers on YouTube, which would just really help to boost the opportunities with the channel and, and all kinds of things. If we could hit that number, it would be completely amazing. But my goal that I'm working towards is going to be two videos a week. So there's going to be an initial like main topic video that will be coming out on Tuesdays. That's the goal. And then on Fridays, I'm going to be doing my wrap up videos, which will also coincide with the newsletter. So these are going to be things like what I've been reading, what I've been watching, what I'm doing for my wellness, my favorite makeup products that I've been currently using. All of that kind of stuff is going to come out on Fridays. So that's kind of the basis of what you can be expecting over there again at youtube.com slash Mackenzie I would so love if you would come and comment and subscribe and turn on notifications and tell your friends about it. And let's like build a community, continuing off of what we have here at the podcast onto the YouTube. It's going to be fun, I think. So come join me over there. I'm really putting myself out there. So I'd really appreciate the support if you come over to YouTube.com slash Mackenzie All right. But without further ado, let's get on with this conversation with my very good friend, Katie Duckett, all about how to survive the rest of winter. Welcome back, Katie. Hi. We made it all the way to the end of February before having you on again. (laughs) For a while there, you were like, I'm on like every week. I was like, but people love you. But I'm glad there's a little break. I know. Well, especially because we kind of sometimes get to these shows. We're like, but wait, haven't we like talked about all this stuff? So now I feel like, I mean, I, as I was coming up with things, I feel like I have a little bit of a stockpile of stuff to talk about, especially, I mean, I know this episode is coming out towards the end of February, but February is like rough, a rough month. (laughs) I think for a lot of people, you've like just hit halfway through the school year and like where we live, it's dreary most of the time. Mm -hmm you're over the high from new year's. It just, I don't know. It just feels hard, Mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I had some even just like big hopes, like, okay, I'm going to hit February and everything that I didn't manage to do in January with my goals, I'm going to pick back up in February and I'm going to have all this energy. And so far that's not been the case. Like. I think I even told you this morning, my current outfit, which consists of actually some sweatpants that I want to talk about today (laughs) and a very large oversized sweatshirt and a beanie. I I have like no aspirations to wear anything other than that currently. And, you know, that's, I think that's a real picture of February. Well, it's, That's part of what I am
1: going to want to talk about is like cozy and just that cozy in every area. And it's, this is just kind of a long March until our days are longer. Our mornings are earlier. And you have that natural energy that comes from like literally vitamin D coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Where we live. I know there's some Southern States that the it yeah. something about the sun has to get past a certain mark to even produce vitamin D in <sighs> the Northern part of the United States. It doesn't. So no. we really don't have vitamin D, which is an essential thing your
0: body needs. Yeah. Which I am taking in yeah. boatloads, but it's still, it's different. And it's like, you don't get that same, just having that kind of light, you know, yeah. that you're exposed to. It produces a different, I think energy, I think it changes your sleep. But I, I mean, there's just so many things about it. But even like as our days like mildly creep longer right now, it's like, oh look, guys, it's five o'clock and it's not pitch black. Like yeah. we're we're getting there. But it's still, it's just like this dreariness. And I like how you said cozy because I think sometimes we get to this point in the year and we're not really so focused on still pressing into the cozy because like in the fall, it's like, Ooh, it's, it's dark and moody and let's get our lighting and our hookah And we're like gearing up for the holidays. And it, it's sort of like magical. And now by this point in the year, it's just like, I'm tired. This is hard. It's dark and yeah. I'm cold. Yeah.
1: I, and you kind of have to dig deeper to find the, yeah. and I have some tricks, some things that I do that I don't bust out until late January, February, um, that do help, that do seem to help me sink back in. Cause I, I do this a lot where like the twinkle lights come out October 1st, like, yeah. I just start kind of this routine. They go away, April 1st, you know, like I give myself that buffer <laughs> and I kind of follow those little rules, but then I need something mid to end of January, February, March is my worst. March is when I'm completely out of energy ideas. And let's just get this over with, Like, let's yeah. get to spring. You're so close, but it's still, yeah.
0: Really well, so- and I think it's kind of like deceptive because all the marketing by March, all of the stuff you're seeing on social media and everything, like everybody else seems to be like, hey, it's spring. And they're like, yeah, they're bringing out everything for Easter. And, you know, and it's like, but it's still freezing here (laughs) and wet and dreary. So, yeah. So this is, I guess, good timing because this episode is coming out, you know, end of February. Everybody's (laughs) tired and cold. And we, we need some new life, like breathing into March. So I, you know, of course I know about your twinkle lights. I'm very aware of your twinkle lights. I did not know that you had such a set schedule of October 1st and April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm so happy to know it now. I think that's like your one wing coming in. Maybe, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so I am curious, like what is on this list? What do you bring out? Okay. Well, this is
1: really getting personal, but I am going to tell you one thing I do is I have. (laughs) This sounds—I've never said this to another person before. Oh my gosh! Alone on air, but this is something that I do. Okay so I have a different set of slippers. I have one set of slippers. No, I I, you've told me this. Oh, no, no, you don't know this. So I have like okay. open toed ones that I wear yes. during, you know, from,
0: yes, <laughs> from April, <laughs> <laughs> the end of September. You have flip flop slippers <laughs> that I still fail to understand, but they work for you. And so I'm me. supportive. They're cozy, but I can still
1: see my toes. Yes. And then from October through January, I have ones that I wear. Then mid-January through the end of March, I go up a size, and I turn to my barefoot dream socks. So I wear oh. socks with my slipper. The socks are so cozy, but I also I have to have a slipper, and so this is how I've done it. <laughs> uh, I don't turn
0: it's to the so niche.
1: <laughs> Oh, but I literally do this and it makes me excited. I start thinking about the sock-slipper combo. Oh my um, gosh. You know, in January, we're like, nope, not till the end. I'm going to make it because I need like a punch. I need something to look forward to, something that's cozy that only comes out for that certain set of time. And that's, that's kind of- Oh my
0: of- gosh. I know. I love it. I love it. That is so like- oh so very specific i mean it i feel really like is. it is it really is like like how they always talk about like nichifying your content i mean what if <laughs> That was a whole, you know, there was a whole podcast devoted to niche cozy, right? Cozy
1: is a passion of mine and it is something that I have to plan for. It doesn't happen. There are certain blankets, like my, my barefoot dreams blankets. Those only come out in that time period because they're the coziest. And so I save them for that time when I really need that. That is such self-control. I'm so yeah. impressed. I, it helps me because then I can kind of like give myself these little wins, little things to look forward to that Yeah, honestly, nobody else has ever known about, but now people
0: know about. Cause yes. now thousands of people know, but, but I, I th- think that's a good thing, but I mean, it's just, it's, I see going into this podcast, see, we were both like, what are we even going to talk about? And now I've been flabbergasted <laughs> and, but in such a good way because I don't, I would have never planned for this like set of time. Like, okay, between here and here, what can I do to amp things up? I just kind of like, I have my little things that I'm like, okay, these are, and we'll talk about them today. These are the little things to get me through, but nothing that I consistently look forward to every year that I've like planned for. And then like, this is how you're going to, you're going to press into that time and be okay. And I think that's brilliant. Well, it's, it
1: comes out of every single year. I struggle from January to especially March before March is my hardest. And so I have little wins for myself in March that are only for March and that really helps. So this January, February to March time period, it's a known thing that it, it's hard in homeschooling. It's mid-year, it's not new and fresh you're not anywhere near the end and it's like the buckle down time. And so we mm-hmm. have to have snacks. We look forward to hot chocolate. We look forward to things that only come out in that time period that you can at least get excited about this, you know? So for me, it's just kind of survival. Like we've got to make it through that little end of winter before spring really hits. Yeah. because once spring hits, you don't need any help. Like the birds, yeah. are coming, the flowers are coming up. You can't help, but you've got to get outside and enjoy yeah but this time period, it needs like a, it needs a boost.
0: Yes. Well, that's for sure. So what snacks?
1: Um, well, I do a lot more baking. So, I mean, like the brownies for homeschool days, like normally I would maybe bake a batch of brownies, like if I needed them for an event or for something, but I do a whole lot more baking. That's just specific for we're going to need this (laughs) during during the week. So just, you know, more baking cinnamon rolls. Um, I do a whole lot more like freezer burritos and egg McMuffins and stuff that they can heat up that just helps in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I do a little bit more batch cooking, in preparation for it, my slow cooker is almost always on my counter um, during the winter months. Where in the spring and summer, it's only if like if I need it, you know. But yeah, during those months, it's always there. So overnight oatmeal, I usually do not make breakfast for my kids. I should yeah. just say, I probably said that before. But during these months, I do. It'll be like waffles, sausage. You know, I try to give them a little bit more to look forward to because yeah. really it's dark So yeah. of them come home and it's dark you know that's yeah. a lot that's a lot yeah. of um I just think we need boosts where we can I try to celebrate every little thing now January through March there are a lot of celebrations and you yeah. can't seize them I mean beyond Valentine's Day you've got President's Day you've got the 100th day of school um there's like Last week was National Pizza Day. I mean, there's all sorts of things if you are looking for something to celebrate, it's there. But you can very easily find things and you must, you must look because it's not it's not coming naturally. But um, like last yesterday, we one of my sons took a test, an algebra test and he did really well. So we celebrated last night. I made cookies, we all Aww. talked, you know, I have to look hard for Where's a win? What can we celebrate? What, how can we like use food or energy or how can we make it happen? Because it's just not coming naturally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's just like this sense of exhaustion, I think, mm-hmm. and fatigue by this point in the year where it's a lot easier to be like, I'm going to take a nap than I'm going to like press in and try to find something to celebrate or, you know, I, I definitely think that's the thing. And I think that maybe right now, and maybe this is indicative of how the tired this part of this year makes me, but I'm usually such a planner, but it sounds like we almost sort of flip-flop roles in this season. Like you plan, you prepare, you're thinking of all of the, you know, national pizza day and whatnot. And I, I think I'm a little bit more fly by the seat of my pants
1: during mm-hmm.
0: this, like, oh, we're going to have charcuterie tonight, (laughs) like just like out of the blue a little bit, but like anything that kind of changes things up and isn't like what we normally would do. And I think it's sort of helpful. I, we did that two weeks ago, I guess I was like, I really don't want to cook. So, Hey guys, we got to go to the store anyway. We don't have any food. Let's go and like get some stuff for a little charcuterie. We'd never done that before. And I made Roman go in the store with me and he was just like tired, you know, basketball had been taking it out of him. And he was so funny because we went over to the cheese section, which is really quite a section at our store. And I was really taking my sweet time. And he was like, huh, well, I think if I had known we were going to stand before the cheese (laughs) section for like a good 20 minutes, I maybe wouldn't have come in. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry, but you could contribute, you know? I mean, look at this Brie. And he was just like, I don't care. Just put it in front of me. (laughs) But it was so fun. And when we got home that night and I was kind of getting it all out, Ellie was just so funny. And this like, so speaks to the four that I think she is, but- I hadn't thought about it in a long time, but I had like this turquoise cake plate and she remembered that and was like, so you know, that thing, that little like platter in the cupboard, do you think that you could like use that to make this more pretty? And I was like, sure. I can. And so we ended up having it actually be like kind of a fun little display. And we used like party plates that we had just like stored away. And it was just this very last minute thing, but it ended up being so much fun. And yeah, I think you got to just take advantage of any little inspiration that you have. And I find I do a better job of like in the moment. I don't know if I had planned like, Oh, in a week, we're going to do it. If by then I would have felt like I had the gumption to do you know, it, would maybe just been too tired to do it or. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get that. So I leave a lot of little things like, um, cute muffin liners or something from a party or like, I leave a lot of that in the pantry, in my line of sight. Like if somebody gets home and wants a snack and just to put it in there, Oh yeah. To try to celebrate any little opportunity. I don't want my kids to always have like memories of these three months and feel like, mm. yeah. I want them to know that like I put in effort and what I need to put in effort is for like I need the cozy blankets. I need the stuff on eye level. I it can't be hard. It just yeah. to be already planned for, ready to go, makes it easier. I just grab it and I'm already in motion of yeah. Something feel a little more special. But yeah, I don't have the energy to to create it or, you know, whereas yeah. in summer it's just so much easier. You're just already happier (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) well and even over the holidays where it's like you know that's like that's kind of the expectation and you're trying to make a little bit of magic and like do that kind of thing I don't know there's just something about this time of the year when sort of the excitement is over and it's just like you just got to press through yeah yeah totally Ladies, I think there's one simple switch out that we can be doing for our families to almost immediately be improving health, and that is what cookware we are using. And recently, I have been so excited to be using Caraway's cookware line. I have their skillet and their Dutch oven, and I can't say enough good things about it. They are beautiful. I got them in the cream color, which perfectly fits my vibe, the whole neutral thing. They are just gorgeous. They came packaged beautifully. And better than any of that, they are non-toxic. Caraway Home's non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections ditch the chemicals so that you can make healthier cooking a piece of cake. Caraway Home's non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. Plus because of the ceramics naturally slick surface it means that you use minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning you know this is always something that really gets me I don't want cookware that is tough to use and tough to clean but that is just not the case with caraway I can have all of my fears put at ease plus have a really functional beautiful easy to use piece that cooks things really nicely and then cleans up in no time and all the sets come equipped with easy to access storage Solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing your lids. They've come at it from this really modern perspective, too, like their cookware set. It's a modern and chemical free iteration of the traditional 16 piece set, boiled down to four essentials a fry pan, saute pan, saucepan, and a Dutch oven. And their bakeware set is an assortment of the non toxic baking essentials that every modern kitchen needs so you can get to baking goods without any of the bads. Caraway is thoughtful and eco friendly throughout their manufacturing process. Process and they are well-loved. There's over 25,000 people who have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself and love it as much as I do. Visit CarawayHome.com LiveWell to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners, so visit Caraway.com LiveWell to use my code LiveWell at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Now, where do I go? Well, I think that one of the things that I definitely have found I've gotten the itch for now is like all the plants and all the flowers. It's like, this is the point in the year where we're not there yet outside in any way, but all of the holiday decor has been taken down. Things sort of look the same and any way that I can like breathe life into our space again through that. I'm just all in for. So, you know, some of my plants have died off through the winter and I know that I need to, you know, replace. And so there's like some things I have my eye on with that, but it's kind of like every time I go to Trader Joe's now is the time of year where I'm like, I'm going to spend that few extra dollars on the daffodils and the eucalyptus. And if they have plants, I might snag one or two. And it's just like, not feeling bad about it, not feeling like it's a waste, but it breathes such life into our space yeah, to have necessary. those things. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. Um, that maidenhair fern
1: that I found yes a couple days ago, I cannot keep them alive. I, Me I, I either. Them. they're beautiful, but I have not figured them out. And I just think of it as like a cut flower cost. Like, okay, yeah. it's going to last as long as like cut flowers, maybe a little longer. <laughs> it's so worth it through yeah. just to have that gorgeous thing to see every time I turn the corner, the green, the life.
0: I, yeah.
1: It just kind of dances because it's so airy and so sprawling that when anybody walks by, like the air moves and it just sort of, it's like a breeze in the trees outside. It just, yeah. That is so worth it, even if it's coming to a sad death at my house. I know. It adds so much. So every time I see those, I I definitely buy them, even though I really shouldn't, because I can't keep them alive. If you just give yourself license in the winter. Yeah. You need this. You need
0: this even if it's not gonna survive. Yes. (laughs) well and I loved when you said that because when you showed me on Marco Polo look what I just got my immediate thought was like I would kill that Mm -hmm. and then when you were like and I know I'm gonna kill it I was like oh even Katie kills those like I feel so so much better if anybody knows how to keep them
1: alive I would love for you (laughs) to type in or put something on our Instagram yeah like share the love tell us what to do I spent 10 minutes talking to the floral lady about them because she was bringing them out of this box they had just come in and they were just oh they're just so show-stopping and she said that she has a hard time keeping (laughs) them alive there you go so that was some encouragement and she said she waters them a little bit every day she doesn't put it in the sink and like soak it it's just a little bit on the top every day you want yeah so I mean there's there's methods to it I just I don't feel like I have time to take on something so fussy when I have five yeah. kids. like you know like yeah. oh my god I can't, this isn't the season but yeah. it's still worth it to bring it in I just give myself that license in the winter I buy cut flowers in the winter yeah. summer I'm gonna pick them from what I'm growing or I'll feel guilty if I if I, <laughs> if I am growing some but in the yeah. winter oh all bets are off
0: <laughs> like yeah yeah. And it's so easy. Like it's such a low point of entry at Trader Joe's to just like grab stuff. And especially with the daffodils right now, cause they're like, you know, two bucks for a bunch mm-hmm. and they just add this little like pop. And I, yeah, I'm, really enjoying having that. And, and even just kind of getting to point it out to the kids, like, oh, look, our daffodils opened up, or even got this little like potted plant that has a tulip hyacinth and a daffodil. And so getting to see, like point out to them, you guys, look, this thing has grown six inches in the past week. (laughs) And like, isn't that amazing? And it's beautiful. And it just feels so life-giving to have it there. Absolutely. Yeah, forcing bulbs
1: was on my list, and that's kind of mm. what you're talking about there. That there's something to like being reminded spring is coming, even if you're yeah. creating it in your home in a false environment. For yeah, them, it just it, it, oh, spring bulbs are fragrant, they're bright colors, like by God's design, you know. Yeah, did that on purpose, and it for me, it just fills me up, it just feels like hope. So, false or forcing bulbs is a big thing I turn to um in January it's amaryllis and then in um February and March it's tulips or daffodils or something hyacinth is a big one because they're so fragrant and
0: yeah I
1: just love that
0: yeah, it really does something. And you know, I had not been like the flower gal or the plant gal, but now that I've had it for a couple of years, I'm like, there's no going back. This is my new obsession. I, my mother, even, I don't even know if I told you this. She drove all the way to the tri Cities. She drove three hours away on Saturday to go buy a new plant. Wow. That She could only get at this nursery down there, which just cracked me up, That she made my dad driver there. Now I should also mention, you know, we know she's a six. And before she took this three hour day trip, she did make sure that I knew where the will was and how I would need to divide the life insurance money should anything happen. But, you know, she got that plant. So what's the plant? What is it? It's like this little tree thing. I don't even know what it was called, but Any of them that she could find here, she said they just looked like spindly and little, where apparently this one that she found in the Tri-Cities, it was at least 10 years old because of the size of the trunk. And she wanted it to like really look big and full. And so I want to know more. (laughs) I know I'll have to get the more details for you, but she was very excited about it. And yeah, I was like, I'm so glad that you've taken the time to cover all of this with me because it makes me fairly certain that you will not die. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) And she did indeed make it back. So (laughs) it's great. (laughs) Oh, okay. So are there any other things that you plan for in the season to keep Mm -hmm. you going? Yes. Okay. Um, I, Love going to bed early, and in
1: this time for I just give myself license to go to bed as early as I want, with all the cozy things and to read because it's already dark. You know, it's already dark. So in the summer, I would feel extremely guilty going to bed when I would want to go to bed because you know it's light out. Yeah. (laughs) In the winter, oh, I just let myself indulge there. Usually, once I put my daughter down, I also go to bed and read. And I might read for two hours. It's not like I'm going right to sleep, but that is such an enjoyable thing to me is to be cozy in bed reading. I love that. So I let myself, um, fully indulge in that. Along with that, I really am on top of my magnesium supplements. Magnesium helps my body like relax and sleep more deeply. And so, um, In the summer, I don't know if I'm as on top of it, but in the winter, it's a thing. Like I'm going to take a bath with, um, magnesium that I put in the water. I'm going to, I'm just doing all the things to promote that sleep. So I, I let myself, I
0: really let myself sleep in the winter. Now I am curious about this because I get such pushback from my teenager specifically, if I want to try to go to bed earlier because then he feels like I'm depriving him of time where we could like be hanging out just the two of us oh. which is sort of a thing not you know we don't get. do not say that by the way really <laughs> no. well maybe it's because you have like three and so they're hanging out with each other but it is like, if I'm like, I was just gonna go like take my bath early or whatever, he'll be like, what? Like we have our shows and like what are you doing? Oh, and like, that why? Is so sweet. I say seize it, enjoy yeah. it. Well, and yeah. I do. Yeah. For yeah. the most part, we we really do. And then I just know that like I have one night a week where I just have the girls and we call it girls' night, but oh. they still they like they go to bed early. And so that is the night where I can be like, okay, this is my night for like all the self care, all the, I can crawl in bed earlier than any other night. And I just kind of soak that up and enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah. no, my boys are definitely not, I, once dinner time hits and dishes are, I don't really see them again. Crazy. The wife- yeah, the Wi-Fi shuts off at a certain time every night, so I don't feel like I have to like manage that. Once that's off, there in bed, you know, they just see. Can't.
0: And our Wi-Fi seems to be regulated by your Wi-Fi <laughs> because <laughs> he is gone until your Wi-Fi shuts off, and then he shows up. That's and funny. So it's like I I have until nine thirty, and then I know he's going to be at my door. Like, what are we doing? Mom? That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Yep. Like clockwork every night. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) you've you've helped in that way with him getting off the computer, but then it is like, okay, the responsibility is now transferred into my care. His best friend is gone. So he wants to hang with me, which I like, I love that we have that relationship and everything, but there are some nights where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so tired. But okay, okay, we'll do it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think you're making the right choice. I mean, that's, that's sweet. That's
0: really, really sweet. Yeah. He's, he's cute and, and fun. So I, it could be worse. Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah, that's a thing. Okay. I have to say one thing that I've definitely been, like pressing into the cozy with probably more than I should be is my mom got me these sweatpants for Christmas that are by Zella. And I just want to live in them and maybe sort of do. I'm finding it really hard to motivate myself to put on jeans right now. And if I do, it's just because I know I'm gonna see hot boyfriend. <laughs> like, I don't wanna be in these sweatpants again. I've gotta like <laughs> put it on something. But I am like definitely there have been more days than I care to admit where after I've run everybody around in the morning, I come back and while I work, I've got on the sweats. They're just like they are the coziest, softest. I they're they're really, they're really something.
1: That's awesome. So,
0: yeah. So I can't recommend these enough, but we'll put them on the, in the show notes. Cause they're just like glorious and super comfy. Wow. Sold. <laughs> yeah. And then when I pair it with the oversized basketball sweatshirt that I bought for my son's team and of course now he's like, I'm never playing basketball again. Like, Great. That was a good investment on my part. I thought this would last me for four years, but I also like accidentally bought the wrong size and it's a, it's pretty big, but I don't even care because it's so comfortable that I'm just like, this is my wardrobe now, guys. I don't know what happened to the three in my heart, but she's temporarily on her.
1: Winter happens. It's, yeah, yeah, and, and that's like what I really—I give myself those permissions that I wouldn't any other time of the year during, especially end of January to the end of March. Like, just get through it well, whatever. Yeah. You need, get through it well. Yeah, you know, if it—if you're taking some time off from doing those regular things that you normally have in play, and it gives you like a little room to breathe, and that feels like. Wind in your sails. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. You're back on track. It'll happen. Yeah. Ladies, I am so excited about one of our newest sponsors of the podcast, Murad. Murad is a skincare line, you know I love me a good skincare line, that has clinically proven, cruelty-free products that meet the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy, and care you'd expect from a doctor. They were created and founded by Dr. Howard Murad. This skincare line happens to be really well known for their line of acne products, but also their high-performance heroes like Rapid Dark Spot Correcting Serum and their Gentle But Effective Retinol Youth Renewal Serum. I'm using this whole line currently and absolutely loving it because I feel like it makes me look like a baby, which is exactly what I'm going for. Dr. Murad is a board-certified dermatologist and trained pharmacist who is recognized around the world as a visionary for his unmatched scientific innovations. Also, as an authority in holistic wellness and stress management, can I get an amen, Dr. Murad was the first dermatologist to make the connection between mind, body, health, and skincare. Dr. Murad has always said skincare is healthcare. Care. You know I love that. And to take it a step farther beyond just their products, they really want to educate people. A true reflection of Dr. Murad's philosophy and lifelong mission to help his patients and consumers live happier, healthier lives, Murad has launched a digital magazine and podcast called Well Connected by Murad, connecting the dots between science and wellness. So there are stories on the skin, the body, the mind, with headlines like, love yourself and stay hydrated, and frozen cucumbers and driving gloves seven Korean mom skincare tips all kinds of really fun things that you're going to find that are going to be really helpful to not only your skin but your overall health and their first season of the podcast includes guest appearances from Charlotte Zoller Dr. Muneeb Shah and many others Murad's efficacious skincare products can be found at Sephora, Ulta and Murad.com and you can find their digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast Well Connected by Murad wherever you listen Podcasts. podcast. And I have a special deal just for my listeners. If you go to Marad.com and you use the code live well, you can get 20% off your order and free shipping on any order over $60. That's huge. So make sure you head over to Marad.com and use the code live well to get 20% off your order and free shipping for any order over $60. And I just want to thank Marad for sponsoring live well anyway. Well, and it's like, I know that you start the, like the tanning process that Mm -hmm. we talked about last year in what, March? End of March. Yeah. Right. End of March. And see, I like, I started at the beginning of February being like, okay, I'm going to get like in good shape for the summer. Like, I want to feel like better about my body and whatever. And now I'm just kind of realizing like February wasn't the month for that. like. that could happen later in the spring when yeah. maybe I'm going to think about you know the that tanning process and all of that but it it doesn't need to happen yet this is the month of like chocolate and mm-hmm. yeah
1: I'm well unless that.
0: like I do more face
1: masks I do more deep hydration like with my yes food. I do those things which definitely is like a self-care kind of a yeah thing. Yeah, Um, And I wouldn't really have time for it or do it as much in the spring or summer, maybe in the fall, but in the winter, I really hit those things hard too. And part of that, because it feels like this kind of indulgent
0: getting you through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. And one of the things like that has been kind of fun to get me through has been, the new skincare that I got, which people have heard me talk about in ads, but that new Mirage skincare where it's like, this is going to make me look like a baby. And so I'm going to do all of it. And so that has just been like a little like kick to the system of, okay, this is fun. And I can just like indulge in doing my skincare routine every day. And not that I don't do a skincare routine every day, but this has felt a little bit more like Hmm, let's see what happens here. I'm going to change my face. Yeah. And you are loving it. I, I am. I, I have noticed like a little bit of drying because I really went all in. <laughs> I was like using it a lot. So I have backed off a little bit and combined some other products in with it. Um, just like for hydration and that kind of thing, but so far I'm really liking it. I'm really liking, especially the eye creams. Those are the ones that I feel like I see the biggest difference of, and where I wake up and then my eyes aren't like puffy like they normally are, and all that kind of thing. Like I don't know, I I think I really I'm kind of really liking it. So oh. yeah, yeah, that's kind of been fun to play with and see the differences and stuff that's cool yeah okay but I did I did mention chocolate this has been the month for chocolate I've talked about this on Instagram but I found just like my dream chocolate bar and oh Amazon I just clicked over to read the name of it because it's so specific and Amazon just sent me some very targeted ads about how I can buy these for discount. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be real tough for me to not click on that link of buying these in bulk. (laughs) Um, but so backstory is like, many moons ago when I had normal cable and I was a stay-at-home mom and just had like little kids, a lot of what would get me through the day was the Food Network. Mm -hmm. And it was just playing all the time. And they would always have these shows about sweets and um, like desserts around the country. And they would talk about different bakeries. And I so specifically remember them talking about milk bar. And so they have this thing, by Milk Bar called a Milk Bar Pie that I have just always thought looked amazing. And apparently you can like order these now and you can even find the recipe online, although it looks very complicated and I would probably have to hire you to make it for me. But it like I've always wanted to try something from actual Milk Bar. And then this past fall, I walked into my grocery store and they had products from Milk Bar and I almost fell over dead and I was so excited. So it is the Chocolate pretzel truffle crumb cake from Milk Bar. Specific. And it is everything that I wanted it to be. It is just so good. And they're incredibly rich. It comes in a little two pack. There's like two little round cake things in there. And I will only like eat one at a time. But they are just, oh my word, they're so good. So good. Cause it's got like the crunch, but then like the chewy softness in the center and all the different flavors. And it's like perfectly balanced and it is a dream. I mean, they are just so good. So Mm -hmm. I just really haven't been holding myself back from buying those. Every time I go to the store, I grab one. They're not like the cheapest thing on the planet, but I just will grab one little pack (laughs) and I love them. Love them. I love that. Yeah. I do have something
1: to tell you about milk bar. All right. Okay. So this segues a little bit, but another thing that I do in the winter that, um, really helps is I get more focused on whatever hobbies that I, that I have. Like I, I dig a little deeper. I YouTube, I, I learn more. Like I I encourage my boys to do that in school. Like this is the time to really buckle down. This is the meat of the school year. This is the time of the year where you don't have as many other things going on. The the sunshine isn't calling to you. You Yeah. You can really focus. And so I try to do that too when it comes to hobbies. And I've been taking some online cookie decorating courses, which you know about, but you don't know about this. I signed up for Christina Tosi's milk bar class. So for your birthday, I will uh, be able to hopefully, <laughs> i learn it, but um, I will be able to make you a dessert for milk bar, like officially, authentically.
0: Oh my word. I know. I'm so excited. I know.
1: I knew you'd be really excited. So, but I just think this is the time to really like hone your craft. No matter what it is, you can find it on YouTube. You can learn more. Yeah. You can practice it A handcraft or, I mean, even if it's like auto mechanic or painting or whatever, it is yeah. accessible to us right now in, in the digital world we live in. And why not utilize your time well during- Yeah. Older months and just it feels so satisfying to work with your hands and do something um, during this time period yeah I I, that's something I push myself to do there's a lot of indulging and cozy but then there's also like okay if you're gonna have those indulgences let's let's learn something let's push it a little bit
0: I love that because I have been feeling more of this draw to like artistic things and creative things and wanting to do that. And sometimes I just get hung up like, well, there's so many options or I don't know what to do or how to take it where I want it. But I love that idea of finding a YouTube channel or finding YouTube videos to kind of like walk you through that process and just kind of dive into it. Or maybe like getting a book that teaches you how to do it and following through that process. I remember watching Jenna Fisher at the beginning of the pandemic getting this book on learning how to bake bread. And she went like systematically through it to learn how to become a really good baker and did that. And so I love that idea and kind of setting that time aside to do that. And I think that's really fun. And then the fact that you are doing something that is directly going to benefit me (laughs) is just really wonderful. (laughs) Oh I literally (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so funny because like most for a quite a while I did not let my kids try these little cakes from uh milk bar because I was just like, no, they're (laughs) mine. Sorry. And then I like slowly ended up like, well, I'll give you a bite. I'll let you like try it, but you're not getting one to yourself. And like, and so I realized though last week I'd apparently let all the other kids try except for Roman. But we have to also remember Roman's not been around a lot lately because for like four months because of basketball. So now he's suddenly around again, but I was eating one and he was like, what is that? I was (laughs) like, you know, it's my thing. And he was like, I don't know what that is. I was like, I haven't let you try it yet. Oh, fine. (laughs) here. And he was like, oh, oh, that is good. And then I told him all the backstory, like I just told you. And I was like, and here's the thing. I need Katie to make this for my birthday. (laughs) And he was like, I'm going to need to start talking to Ben and see what we can arrange to try to get that working for your birthday I was like I'm glad you're on it thank you for thinking about this in advance so yes I know well prepared I oh
1: I mean all she is that's so she's a completely different style of baker yeah. or of yeah. you know than I have and part of it is she's got this sort of like I mean, she's New York, you know, it's got, yeah. she's got like a kind of organic, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be, no. it's it taste great, but it's going to have eclectic, like it is not necessarily my style, but that's sort of what I want to take. I want to learn from a whole bunch of different styles to really isolate yes. in, in my own. So she's the most eccentric of all the um, yeah. classes or people that I'm, I want to learn from. And it just, it's perfect. I'm really excited. Ugh to learn her methodology and you know, she helps me like free it a little bit. Like, yeah, Yeah. go ahead and add potato chips. It tastes good. Like, don't worry about what it's going to look like if you've got potato chip pieces in it, which would stop me like think presentation first. So it's good to challenge ourselves. She definitely, I mean, she's world renowned. She knows what she's doing. I'm excited
0: to learn how she's there and and the way she combines flavors and ingredients. I mean, I know that when I was looking at the ingredients list for the pie, it was like, oh, there's like corn powder in here. What the heck is corn powder? And apparently like she developed it. It was like freeze dried corn that she pulverized. And now you can buy like official milk bar corn powder <laughs> to be wow. able to like make this pie. I mean, just- really random stuff that you wouldn't think of, but apparently it all works together to make something magical. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. really figured some things out. Yeah, and I think
1: it's part of her success is that she's bold and she's she has a great palette. She really experiments and she's just built sort of an empire on these kind of funky flavor combinations. And it's really cool. I think it's, yeah. it's really neat.
0: Yeah, now I'm just waiting. Like every time I go to Target, I'm stocking the ice cream aisle because apparently most Targets around the country, except for ours, carry milk bar ice cream. And I'm like, would you guys get it together already? I really need to try this. But I love that their stuff is like making its way into like way out normal here stores. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Super fun. hmm. Okay so on that same sort of vein of learning things though I love what you were saying about that but I also I love even if it's not necessarily something I'm doing with my hands like listening to audiobooks is always a part of like my, my reading repertoire but I've been listening to a lot more audiobooks that are a little bit more like challenging as far as the content and the depth or like the history and whatnot and it makes me feel smarter which I love. And it makes me feel like I can enter conversations and like have something like valuable and intelligent to say. Yeah. And so I did that in January and then I've got a couple of books like on the list trying to wait for from the library. But the one that I listened to in January was the girls of atomic city. And it was over 10 hours. Now I did listen to wow. it. Wow. Yeah. What is a commitment? It was, but I did listen to it. I think I got it up to like 1.3 or 1.4 speed. Like I still wanted, I wanted to speed it up a little, but still have like the depth of what they were saying and not just gloss over things. But it was so interesting set during World War II when they created this city in Tennessee to be creating components of the A-bomb. I mean, they had like three different sites around the country, one very close to us. Hanford, and then this one in Tennessee, and then in um, New Mexico. And so it was just so interesting, or maybe it was Nevada, one of those down there, Um, but so interesting because it was talked about from the perspective of the women, the civilian women who came to work there. And it talked about a whole bunch of different women that this lady had interviewed and what all of their different experiences were like because they all had different jobs and just they all had very different experiences but also shared this through line and they said you know the government didn't realize when they went into this that not only were they doing this thing to create this bomb that had never been created before and like doing all of this research and making this thing happen to end the war but unknowingly they created a social experiment because women had never been brought in, in this capacity before and civilians had never been brought in before. And essentially they created a brand new community for two years. Mm -hmm. And when they first started living there, the, you know, it was very like ramshackle put together, like these buildings built with asbestos and like craziness that they just didn't know about back then but like all these dormitories and all this stuff they created the city and they said that in the beginning it was just like round the clock people working like you just worked and then you went back to your little dorm or your house or your whatever and you slept and then you got up and you went to work and they found that people's like mental health really started to wane, especially the women, and they kind of came in and they brought in psychologists and were like, well, what is going on here? And they said, well, you brought these people out of communities where they had churches and they had bridge club and they had like knitting circles and all of these things that they would do together and out of the need for secrecy and for people to not share anything that was going on there because most of the time you didn't even really know what your job was producing you just knew that you were going there and you were flipping these switches and doing the job but you didn't know what it was for and they hadn't couldn't tell anybody else what they were doing and so they said like you they had community before and they said women are such like civilizers and they are so like men it's much easier for you to send them into battle and that's just all they do where women want to come in and create community and beauty and all that kind of thing and so they kind of had to let that happen and how it so changed how everything ran and people had better mental health and all this stuff because they let those things take place and you know there's a whole bunch more and they go into the science and they go into all kinds of different things but it ended up being so interesting something I had no idea about then the ramifications that happened like after the bombs were dropped and they all realized what they had been a part of and they didn't know that they had been a part of and like feeling these mixtures of like pride for helping end the war but also the horror of like how many people they had contributed to killing and like so it was just, it was a very, very interesting, well researched, and had like a narrative line because it was so based on like all these different people's experiences. It was, it was a very like gratifying book to listen to because I felt so much smarter <laughs> when I was done yeah, listening. I bet to it. you did. Yeah. So I really wow. enjoyed that. Yeah. Wow. I want to look that up. What was it called? The Girls of Atomic City? Was yes. It? The Girls of Atomic City. Wow. Oh, and good. the gal who does the reading, I actually had to go look it up. I was like, is this Sarah Paulson? Because she has that same way of speaking that Sarah Paulson has. And it's not Sarah Paulson, but it's like I could just see Sarah Paulson the whole time that I was listening to it. And so it's, it's an interesting narrator voice. And yeah. I just really enjoyed it.
1: Okay. It's on my Kindle. Okay.
0: guys, there's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. I know that my very good friend has thick, luscious locks that just don't seem to ever get dingy, and I have very straight, sleek, thick hair that gets greasy so fast that it drives me crazy and I just want to be able to get more dates between my shampooing, you know what I mean? But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my my hair and I'm finally seeing the results that I want. Prose makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Prose customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Prose starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Prose ask me really unexpected things like where do I live? And what are my eating habits like? And what kind of exercise do I get? Things that you wouldn't normally think would pertain to your hair, but they actually do. And they go in depth to find what your hair actually needs based on your actual lifestyle and where you live. Next, pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together, pros got all my hair goals covered. I am loving using their scalp mask before I get into the shower I feel like it really helps me to get in there and get that greasiness completely gone I love their shampoo it leaves my hair still feeling hydrated but really really clean and then using their spray-in leave-in conditioner after my shower just helps me to feel like everything is super hydrated and sleek and not at all tangly I love this system and I'm really enjoying using their dry shampoo for those in-between days that I go between washes it's helping me to just extend things a little bit farther and then to top it all off as a carbon Neutral Certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. And if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash live well. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash live well for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And then on like the totally opposite spectrum of that, my next audiobook that I've been listening to has been Martin Short's memoir. (laughs) So, shifting gears, um, his memoir is called, I Must Say, and I think it was written about eight years ago, but one, he's just fun to listen to, and it really takes you all the way from his childhood into how he became an actor and, like, all of his friends that are actors, and he, I don't know that I have listened to another celebrity memoir that name drops as much as he does and it's not in like a oh hey I was hanging out with Tom Hanks kind of way it's like these are just his legit friends and so as he's talking about it he'll have like a whole chapter on like how he and Steve Martin and Tom Hanks like have a buddy sleepover poker party every time they have to get colonoscopies (laughs) And then they go and get their colonoscopies at the same clinic at the same time and like then go have drinks afterward. Like it's so random and funny and interesting for him to be like, oh yeah, back in the day when me and Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara and like, you know, it's just like he's legitimately friends with these people. He hangs out with these people and the way he talks about it Like humanizes them. I think it's Mm -hmm. so easy for us to be like, oh, movie stars, and they live totally different lives than we do. And it's not normal. And it's like, but there are certain things that are normal. And when he runs into Tom Hanks at Walgreens, because Tom Hanks is in the stationary aisle looking at pens and post-it notes because apparently he has an obsession with all things having to do with paper which I it's just like this little niche knowledge you would never know about Tom Hanks and <laughs> I just I'm really enjoying it it's so funny and gives me like a different perspective on all of like sort of that generation of actors in Hollywood and it's just been a really fun yeah so that's been enjoyable that's cool yeah have you been reading or listening or watching anything lately that you're that's getting you through well I just finished reading that
1: love lettering book that you recommended a while ago um and I really enjoyed it that was super fun Yay. um you know predictable in yes like romance Yeah, are, but really just sweet and had a little more depth than a lot of the than than it could have. And it gave me a hunger to really get better at like calligraphy and yeah, and lettering itself the way she talks about this. I thought this was really unique she would see words like somebody would say yes. something or a feeling and she would see the word in a specific font kind of play out. And I loved the visual representation of that, that yeah, her craft, her art was something that she could like it, she could identify in the world. She could actually see yeah. it, see things that other people weren't seeing, which to me is she's, this is her gift. And this is kind of how, you know, you're you're operating in your gift or you've got that flood of energy or feeling or you can see it or you know you have these ideas that come it's such a fun energy and it was fun to visit hers like that's that's not mine but I respect it and I appreciate it and it was really fun so I enjoyed that very much
0: yeah and I thought that for it being like a you know romance novel and all that it felt like she'd really done her research into like the calligraphy and stationary world. Like you felt mm-hmm. like she really knew what she was talking about. And there was so much time in that book spent on talking about the craft. Yeah. And so it wasn't just about the love story. Like she really talked about like that she would create these planners for clients and how she would map them out and she would write them and like, and you know, being in like the planner world and, I took calligraphy in high school and like, that's always been a draw for me is like how the way things are lettered and whatnot. And so it was so fun to have that be like such a part of it. Even when she's talking about like doing a mural and these people's house. And like, there was a lot of the book talking about the craft, which I thought was really fun. I did too.
1: And it's not a craft I'm familiar with, but it wasn't off-putting. When she said sans serif and she, I was like, gotta look it up i don't know what it is yeah. but I, no you know and then yeah. you have such a different visual for this person because he speaks in sans serif and you're like what does that even mean yeah and then you see the font and you're like oh
0: God yeah yeah like, it yeah was really fun yeah i thought it was like well done and and a little bit deeper with like more nuance and stuff than sometimes those books have, like if they're going to talk about a profession that somebody has, I want them to be like really knowledgeable about the profession. I think that's something that I really loved about the Royal We is it felt like you were getting like this insider information into how the royal family would work in so many regards and whether it was exactly accurate or not it felt like it was like it really felt like you were getting this like really truly behind the scenes look into that life and i i love when they have done that sort of like niche research
1: yeah, yeah. I do. It just, it makes your time spent in the book. Like you're learning something. Yes. <laughs> you're not just wasting time. You're learning something. And I want it to be subtle. I don't want to be hit over the head with it at the night. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm taking a class or that's for early yeah. in the day, but for enjoyable reading, it is nice to walk away feeling like you have a new respect for something or you learned a little something or you were yeah You're thinking about it you know I think yes that's the sign of a good book where if if you never reflect on it at all like oh this literally was a waste of time <laughs> yes <laughs> my time here yeah
0: exactly and when you can walk away like you said having learned something but you didn't have to read like a non-fiction <laughs> instructional book about it which I probably wouldn't do you know it's I just I like feeling like okay I know something more about that now and that's yeah Yeah. yep Um, I I also read
1: I read American Dirt by Janine Cummings and that was an excellent book very well written and one of those books that you kind of can't put down state Mm. of point reading it um I mean, she and her son are in peril in Mexico and they have to get to the United States. So it's the whole story of how they do that. Oh, wow. um, Escaping a drug lord who's kind of hunting for them. And so it's it's intense, but it's very well written. Again, really well researched and gives you a new appreciation for illegal immigrants and the United States itself and the beacon that it is to people all around the world. I just, I thought it was a great book and it read really fast. Oh, and I read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, hmm. and that was a fun one. Um, a little bit of a departure from what I normally read. It's not a romance, it's not, it, but it was, um, it was good, and the, the premise of it is that this girl, I mean, sadly, she wants to commit suicide, and she's in this interim Place in her mind that her mind sets it up as a library, and she can open any book and go back through her life and relive a regret, or if she had done something a little bit differently, um, maybe her life would be ending up differently. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, it's that's the premise, um, but it also leans heavily into quantum physics and string theory. Oh, wow! Me. So, I really appreciated that. That's something I studied in college. Um, <gasps> physics for a while and I loved all of that so I really appreciated that they made it credible even though it's a yeah there actually was some depth to it and so it's a good book in that way it's not just a lightweight it really does kind of get into um, string theory which is not an easy thing to tackle for just a light reading they made it accessible and built this story around it and you really do care about this character and kind of her life and so that was a good one but um different very different from yeah I've read
0: lately but I'd recommend it yeah well it you recommend it I mean you kind of lost me at string theory but you know well I think that's good. what most people do yeah think theory like you hear it and you're like well I don't really know what that is and
1: what you know but in the book you do end up with an understanding of string theory interesting and- yeah, and kind of alternate realities that there could be, which is like what Marvel is based on. Yeah, know, yeah, like, Strange. It's it's got that bent, but it makes it credible. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't want to say too much, but I mean it's all in the realm of her mind. Um, sort of like if someone's in a coma, you know, you yeah. don't know what is or is how close the veil is to, yeah. you know, death and life. And so it makes it credible in that way. Interesting. For uh, some of these, the, the bigger concept of it. And it,
0: it was, it was fun. I found that oh. it to be really fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. One other book that I read and really enjoyed was a Beth O'Leary book, which I read The Flat Share last year and loved it. And it had like just unexpected depth to it that I wasn't anticipating and things that hit like really close to home and then I read the switch and it was the same kind of thing where there's there ends up being you know love story components to it and that sort of thing but that's not the writing drive which I kind of appreciated and then she hits on some of the realities of like in this particular book in the flat share it was like PTSD from a relationship, which was like, oh, well, wasn't expecting that. Okay. And then in the switch, it's the gal's sister died. Mm -hmm. And the, like a year later, like dealing with the emotions of that and working through that and how different members of her family are working through that. And, you know, it doesn't sound lighthearted, but it actually, it was, it was a really like sweet, fun book and how sometimes you kind of have to like step away from your own life to get some perspective on things because this gal and her grandmother kind of like switch lives. They switch town, like the the grandmother goes and lives in her apartment with her roommates in London and she goes to live in her grandmother's little house in this teeny tiny little town and they switch cell phones, like they switch computers, they switch everything to try to just like have a different experience and see where it takes them for six weeks. Wow. And yeah, so it was, it was really fun and interesting to see like how they had so much character development over that time. And yeah, I ended up just like really enjoying it and it makes me hungry to read more Beth O'Leary for sure.
1: That is cool. Now how yeah. do we you get your recommendations? Like when you finish a book, wh- how do you figure out what you're reading or listening to next?
0: Well, I have such a ridiculous library <laughs> from on my Kindle from The Modern Mrs Darcy like daily okay. email that okay. says like these are good ones and and I try to be select but I still have like such a ridiculous number of books on there. Sometimes it's based on her recommendation. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I think this looks interesting. Or if it's a author that I've read before, like this year, I kind of went back through all of those books that I have on my Kindle. And I said, okay, these are the ones that I already own that I'm really interested in. And then a few others that I don't have yet, but I think look good. And I decided this year, you know, I wanted to dive back more into like, some historic fiction, so I'm bringing in some more World War II reads, and I really like Susan Meisner's work, and so I have a whole bunch of her books, you know, on the list. I'm reading one right now that kind of took me a little while to get into, but now that I'm into it, I'm really enjoying it, and it's about, it um, it stars over Sunset Boulevard yeah yeah I read that one that's a really good one with the um isn't that the twenties and the um well, it's the thirties it's so it's thirty nine the making of gone with the wind yes yeah, and it but there's a mystery to it with yeah the hat and yeah yeah
1: that was, I really enjoyed that one um I want to say I read it like a year ago. Something about this time period too, like you're saying World War II, it, uh, it's a draw. Like it's the heavier emotion. It's like I'm settled in. I can handle it. Yeah. The spring, I'm like, no, it's been too dark. I've got yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can't, I can't just live there all the time. But yeah, there is something about the moodiness and the deeper feelings of the winter too. That I'm, I'm more open to the World War II or World War One or harder. Yeah harder time periods.
0: Yeah. I think I'm feeling that too. And then like balancing it out with some Martin Short, but then, you know, yeah. doing some of that, that harder reading that I think I've been largely avoiding for the last couple of years, but sort of feel a little bit more ready to take back on. Yeah. And so that's good. Yeah. Boy, well, we had a lot to say about reading. I didn't. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. We really did. And I there's there's like more things that I had on my list to talk about, but I think that we've run out of time. <laughs> like we really we so did a good job. <laughs> we were like, well, let's hope we have things to talk about and then look at us go. Yeah, we
1: didn't prep or give each other like a heads up, really. No either, about things we were gonna talk about. So that yeah. was just pretty authentic a conversation. Yeah. With- we were able to
0: <laughs> where our minds go well I hope that everybody had fun with that I certainly did yeah. and thanks for hanging out with me we'll have to finish the rest of the list that I I had written down in another yeah. episode yeah we didn't even talk about nail polish all right oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming that'll that'll be for spring <laughs> when you finally get there All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Katie. Anytime. All right. Go enjoy your, your slippers and socks.
1: (laughs) Everybody knows.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this week's episode. As always, you can find all the show notes for this episode by just swiping up on whatever app you are listening to the show on or heading over to my website, MackenzieCoppa.com, and that's where you can find links to blog posts and the podcast and the newsletter and all of the things all condensed into one place. I'm currently working on revamping a favorites page, so when you guys are always asking me, like, where do I find your link and your discount for Thrive or for Call or Mirage? Or, you know, whatever it is, Rasa, those things are all going to very soon be in one central place on the website at mckenziecoppa.com. You'll be able to just click on favorites and find everything that you are looking for right there. But also as always, anything that we have mentioned in this episode is in the show notes for this episode to make it simple as well, including everything for our sponsors and all of that good stuff. And just remember anytime that you shop through our sponsors, through our affiliate links, whenever you go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping there, it just helps kick back a little bit more support to me to the podcast to help keep things running and I so so appreciate when you do something that might seem very simple to you but makes a really big difference on this end so thank you so much to those of you who shop through those links it helps our sponsors to know that their ads are working and for them to keep coming back and for us to keep having the revenue to pay for things like my awesome producer kiel and all of that kind of thing so thank you so so much to those of you who use those affiliate and sponsorship links, it makes a really big difference. Thank you. All right, you guys, until next week when we'll be back in a solo show with me where we're talking all about kind of reigniting your creativity. This has been a goal for me in 2022 to get those creative vibes rolling again. I used to do so many creative things and that has really been stunted in the past couple of years, but I am reigniting that this year and I want to share with you what I'm doing and some ideas for what you can maybe do. All right, until then... Go be bold and gracious.